I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome guys, this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, this week, as you would have seen by the um, the poster, the little clip art, um, it's about my trip through my singles collection. Um, once in a while, I like to sort of just finger my collection, if you know what I mean, and <laughs> pull out the occasional one and play it. Now, singles are a bit of a... Obviously, we're dead, of course, don't buy singles anymore. But um, even single collection uh, is difficult because people won't spend the money. Like this this morning, I just bought um, Zounds um, first single, uh, which is a, they're, they're a narco um, punk band from the early 80s, 80, 81. And I paid 25 Australian dollars, which is about, I don't know, 12 pounds a bit less than twelve pounds for the single, and some people or about thirty dollars US. People get really sort of oh my god, all that money for one song, but it's not really about um, just having the one song. If I, I mean, if I was, if you lived your life like that, you'd just buy Spotify and you wouldn't do anything else because you wouldn't see the value in it. It's not the value of one song. It's it's owning that moment in time. I've talked about this before on the show. It's just about that moment in time that. That that time when someone, not you, because I wasn't, I was not old enough to be buying that kind of single anyway. Um, then uh, I was, but I wasn't buying that stuff. My brother was, um, you know. And so it's just that snap snapshot and and that wanting to own um, product by your favourite bands. Really, that's what it's about. I mean, anyway. So thinking through my record collect my single collection and. Uh, I pulled out two, now to me they're not obscure, um, to, to a lot of listeners out there they probably are going to be, um, and it might open up some doorways to you uh, and for you. Um, so the first one um, is by a band called Samson, now one second take some tea, 
Samson should be an all way. It's really cold here, by the way. So if you hear rustling, lots of rustling, it's because I've got lots of layers on it. Where I record in the room upstairs, uh, at the moment I've got no heating and it's it's pretty cold. Uh, anyway, um, so Samson, uh, they sort of, uh, they formed in the middle to late 70s uh, as a hard rock band um, and were sort of taken on into the fold of um, the Nawabam movement. Um, I read a really good thing about that. I'm reading a new book at the moment uh, about the history of Nawabam, which I'm finding. And for those that don't know what I'm talking about, that's the new wave of British heavy metal. So it wasn't a musical movement, unlike the punk movement. It, uh, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't an idealistic movement as in the hippies. It was a. It, the movement itself had all forms of different music in underneath the banner. It was more about a lifestyle and uh, and um, and a sort of um, how do I say? It? It's like as an admiration for all British, and I say British is the underlining word. Um, uh, movement of music from up north in Newcastle and New and um, Liverpool and Manchester right down to you know the south and Devon and so on right across the country and into Wales and Scotland and Ireland anyway Samson so they formed early in the early to mid 70s um, with uh, Paul, Paul Samson on guitar um, Chris Amir on bass and Peter Yup on drums, J U P. I think that's Yup. Um, yep, that's Yup. And um, and obviously everyone we know, Bruce Dickinson, Bruce Bruce as they called him in the band. Actually, their first drummer was not, I should say, um, Paul Yup. It was actually Clive Burr from Iron Maiden. Well, he was in that band first, and then he went to Maiden. And when he left Maiden, acrimoniously as he did. He went from Maiden back to for a short period of time with Samson. Um, you know, it's it. It's an interesting band because they sort of. I don't know if you know Samson at all, but they, you know, a couple of good albums, really, but a couple of good albums with um, with Bruce. Uh, they they sort of a little bit like. The shock value of them. They had a drummer after Yup, I think, at Thundersticks, who used to wear a mask, a gimp mask or a shiny mirror mask, leather mask, and used to play his drums in a cage. Um, now I'm sure that I'm sure it's like they, you know, they would have seen Eddie, Iron Maiden's Eddie, and think, well, we need something that's the same or similar. Um, they had, you know, for me, one really good album. And that was Shock Tactics that was released in 81. I think that's actually one of the pioneering um, sounds of the Norwegian movement, actually. I really think that, along with Iron Maiden's Iron Maiden and Diamond Head's uh, in, uh, first album, the White Album, the Noise for the Nations. Um, not Noise for the Nations, what am I talking about? Noise for the Nations. One moment. Lightning for the Nations. Noise for the Nations. Something else. Again, get an old man. Yeah, that little lightning with the na- for the Nations or the White Albums, I like to call it, uh, is that sort of defining sound, I think. And um, anyway, uh, also another weird connection uh, with Samson uh, is Mel Gaynor. Mel Gaynor also played drums, early drums with Maiden, but he also he went on then to um, 
to join Simple Minds of all ba- of all bands and play with them for twenty years. Um, I like Simple Minds. I think they're a really really good um, sort of neo proggy um, pop band. Uh, really, you know, a, a, a fantastic fantastic band. Um, if you you know take out your heavy metal bias and go for something that's not that and put it on you, I think you're going to enjoy. I really their first three albums are some of my favourite pop albums ever made. Anyway, that aside, so they Bruce obviously famously leaves the band, and uh, he's poached at the you know they say that it was at the it was at Reading, um, the manager of Maiden Ron. Smallwood saw Bruce on stage with Samson, approached him. Um, apparently, everyone was watching, and Bruce said yes. And you know, best career movie ever made. Let's be honest. Let's truly be honest. Best career career movie ever made. Sadly, the world lost Paul Samson in two thousand and two, and Chris Amir Elmer, the bass player, in two thousand and seven. Um, they, they don't play obviously I don't think they should do without Samson Samson without Samson is not Samson anyway Samson he had a really unique guitar sound so when we when he was playing with Bruce and the original lineup it really was that hectic new album sound that we all love and, and admire uh, but then when Bruce left they then employed Nicky Moore um, a big unit of a man, um, basically from a blues background, um, and unlike Bruce Dickinson, who would put a foil on and Epe and and do his um, his fencing on stage and all the all of the dramatics, they still had Thundersticks the drummer, but they they was a bit more it was a bit more less um, theatrical less new album, more straightforward hard rock. And I think with the single that I'm about to talk about, I'm just got it in my hand here, Samson's Life on the Run. So you hear the me take out the plastic for all you lovers of records. Um, it's a lovely, you'll see in the picture uh, that um, I've put on my Facebook page. It's a lovely double out, double single um, with a nice gatefold picture of Samson in the middle doing a guitar solo on one of his um, signature brandy red um or cherry red uh gibson sgs i think it's a it looks like it doesn't have, it never had the solid trim on it so i think it's probably a, a 71 or 72 uh, anyway the first single that comes out i've got it here um is the lead single off the album life on the run now that actually plays at 45 and rpm so the normal standard um single speed and then we flip it over and we have the b-side which is um driving with zz uh, and that is played at 33 rpm and then the same other single you get bright lights and walking on out on you which is actually a bruce dickinson song it's just a cover version of it with mickey in this particular album um and and the, the three of those tracks are the ones that are three and thirty-three and a third. Oh no, sorry, two of those tracks are live. Um, and let me just double check that which ones are. Uh, okay. Yeah, life on the run taken from the forthcoming album before the storm, but um, I believe walking out on you, and bright lights are live recorded live on the mobile one last at the East Anglian Rock Festival, Midden Hall 
Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of live tracks on there, um, which I think have Bruce on that one. I haven't got to remember if I checked that out. I don't think it does. It might be a live without Bruce. Um, it's straightforward rock and roll. The beauty of the thing of that particular product is if I went out with a pound in my pocket in 19... When was it released? 82. If I went out with my with a pound in my pocket in 1982 and couldn't afford to buy the album, which also came out in 82, um, okay, um, which is Before the Storm, which is their fourth studio album, um, what would I do? You know, um, I have absolutely... I would be like, I need. I want some music, but I can't... I need to get something. Now, for a pound, or probably even less, to be honest, in 82, um, for tracks um all three of them a good six minutes each all live you know uh, brilliant you know um and that's the sort of beauty of of uh of what we have with the with record buying and particularly singles yeah some of the singles towards the the late 80s early 90s when they were still being produced were atrocious you know you could almost see through the vinyl they didn't care it was just throwaway product and to some extent the singles are throwaway product they're, they're way of getting the record companies or the radio stations to play your singles you your music you would deliver singles to them um and they would play them uh and if you're lucky enough like me and i do i mean i've been collecting since i was 10 so my collection is getting on to the gargantuan size unfortunately taking a lot of room in my house uh you 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 just sort of you, you keep you want it's it's a space saving thing unfortunately with singles it takes a lot of room up um but i hey you know i take the takes the risk on that i don't care really um the band also sort of formed actually sort of 73 to 74 by um like a sort of semi-punk band by a guy called purkis uh, it was the hot toddies they were called uh and then that sort of evolved um and moved into the 77 when when Samson made Samson, and of course history is then made. It's one of those forgotten bands, you know. Um, in the history of heavy metal, you you, you look you, you glance across the, the family trees and you go, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Saxon, Diamond Head, Venom. You know these are the names that rose to the top of the the cream of top of the milk of of new new album right they were the top of the tree but there were a lot of bands like samson who released some fantastic product and like it's like there i mean, i absolutely love this single i picked this single up about oh no six years ago for eight bucks um and honestly i don't think i could have asked for a better for a better eight bucks you know four tracks beautiful product piece of history bosh right fantastic um now coming to the end of side one today which is samson i'm going to go and take some warm my tea up get another cup and when we get to the other side we'll pop over and talk about which find um and their initial and very important single give them hell um anyway that's enough of me jibber jabbering on for side a and I will talk to you and see you lovely people on the other side. Enjoy these messages from capitalism and might go out there and buy what they tell you to buy. Okay, bye guys.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back guys to part two or side B and this as I said before the break is going to be about uh, one of my favorite singles probably of all of the Nawabam movement and one of my favorite items in my collection and a biding memory of mine uh, which I'd like to share with you um, you know me I like to share uh, about this particular single this particular band uh, and its music anyway a little sip of tea Oh, you love that, don't you? Um, so, it's Witchfinder General. Not Witchfinder General. That's another band, Tony. I see. Go on a different tangent. It's Witchfind. And that's spelt the traditional way. W-H-I-T-C-H-F-Y-N-D-E. 
okay? W-I-T-C-H, F-Y-N-D-E, so which find, not F-I-N-D. So if you're looking for it, um, don't type in F-I-N-D, you won't get it. So which find, what can we say about which find? They formed in Derbyshire in the north of England in 1974 uh, by guitarist Richard Blower. Um, and he discovered, uh, oh, and vo uh, singer Neil, uh, Neil Harry, um, Neil Harvey, sorry. Um, Richard discovered uh, a singer called, uh, a guitarist called um, Montalo in a band called Antifolo. I guess I can't even pronounce Anti Antilifo, Antifo, no, I'm going to say this again. A-I-T-I-O-F-E-L. You tell me how do you spell that. I have no idea. Uh, when Richard left the band, um, they reformed with their now line-up, okay, with uh, Montalo on guitars, Stephen Bridges on vocals, Andre Corton on Andro Corton on bass, and Grass Crosby on drums. Um, and they sort of. Um, Produced uh, only in my, they made several albums, but really the the one album that's the most that's the one I'm talking about was released in 1979, uh, called Give 'Em Hell. Now I I would argue to say that this is the not musically by no way is it musically the founder the former the beginning or formalization of black metal because that, that's Venom. And but I'd say that um, stylistically in their artwork, if you look at what Venom were doing in '79, the same as Witchfind, um, it's the first time really that um, images of the devil in a such a way that um, the goat of Mendes um, is on the cover. Uh, it. If any of you have seen, um, and or had the privilege to see, and I love this, one of my favourite horror movies of all time, Hammers the Devil Rides Out, um, or read the book by Dennis Wheatley, uh, the image of the Goat of Mendez uh, in the film when he rises from the pit of smoke when they're all, uh, is very similar to this. So the picture on the front of the cover, you'll see in the, image, in the, in the description I've put up, uh, it's a hand-drawn picture. It's quite crudely drawn. You've got the devil. It's got an inverted pentagram before it, an inverted pentagram on its forehead, red eyes. It's quite menacing, and it looks like it's sort of... They've stuck the name on the top, which find up, cut it out and stuck it on. Um, it's... Uh, I, per I, I remember when I first saw this single, as I mentioned last week, same with when I first saw... Or the week before, when I first saw... The Venom um, album cover for Black Metal helps. I felt it very disoriented dis by it, and I think this is the same with this. I remember when I first got the album. So I got the album in about eighty. Oh, I'm going to say eighty-five, eighty-six. I went to the Tape and Record Exchange in Camden Town as a young youth, as I used to go all the time, and I had a couple, couple of quid in my pocket. And I saw this in the heavy metal section, and I'd never heard of them. I had no idea, but I was drawn to the artwork because I was going through my horror movie phase at that time, and I still am in that phase, to be honest. And um, 
there it was. I broke it, took it home. And I will be honest with you, I don't think I played it. I don't think I played it for about a year. Because at that time, you, you'd, you'd buy records for pennies. And so you'd buy a big stack of them. Like I'd buy 10 or 20 often in a, in a, in a stint. Because if I went with 10 quid that I'd saved up and they were like 50p to a pound a record you didn't mind you, you blew it all and and um, I don't think I played it till about 89.90 I really don't think I did which is a really da- a damn shame because it's a, and I'm going to swear here it's a fucking good album um, it really is and truly sounds particularly the the title single I would say the title single is like the Samson um Bruce Dickerson era albums, very no album. It's thin, it's cheaply recorded, it's stark in its um, contrast. It doesn't have a lot of depth. You can't. It's not got. It's not got a, like a a scene chewing moment. You know, it's not delicious and heavy. It's quite thin, as I said. It it sounds like they've recorded it in two rooms down, and you're listening through two walls at it. Um, and, that, and that sounds like I'm having a go it, no it's not it's what's wonderful about early in the album because like the punk movement they weren't waiting for album uh, uh, labels to, to, to discover them they were making their own singles and giving them out to record labels now which find um, I should have mentioned before so the Samson single is on Polydor um, the which find single is on Rondelet Records. Now, I tried looking into them. There isn't a lot about them, actually. Um, they were based in Mansfield, Nottinghamshire. Uh, my copy is... I've got two copies. I've got a reissue, which I've got in my hand here, and I've got an original issue copy on red vinyl. Um, recorded at Fairview in Hull. Um, actually, my, my red vinyl is not a reissue, reissue issue. It's a second issue, I believe. Anyway... Um, it, yeah, so it's 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 that typical new album sound, right? Um, but it's got that wonderfully joyous moment where it the you you have to sing along with the chorus. You know, it's like um, it goes, you know, uh, give them hell, ooh, ooh, give them hell. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not a singer. You don't come for for my singing. Um, but uh, Stephen Bridges, who didn't last long in the band, to be fair, um, he does give it a really good go. It's, it, you know, where a lot of bands have, you could see the derivation and the, um, not derivation, the, the, bur- the, the, the point of which these bands were born musically most of the time, you know, um, you know, um, Diamond Head, Led Zeppelin, you know, um, Praying Mantis were more your sort of uh, your Boston's and your your um, your American sound. Um, Def Leppard was definitely a, a blues-driven originally um, and very American-sounding. Maiden, well, Maiden were Maiden. I don't think they really one of the only bands. Oh yeah, no, more like your if you can think about it, they're more like your, your Yeses and your Genesis and your Jeffro Tolls. Um, and of course, you know, Judas Priest is Judas Priest. They're Led Zeppelin originally and then changed completely. Um, either way, 
Um, it, it has that real fun sing-along um, single, right? The B-side, Getting Heavy. Um, this is what it says on the packet. It's quite a good, chuggy, heavy, um, you know, enjoyable song. It's 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 not, <coughs> I mean, not memorable, not like Give Em Hell, um, which is extremely memorable. Uh, and the artwork, you know, is identical from the cover to the single. Um, it's just, yeah, tone. They got a lot of, um, they got a lot of, they came, they came and became quite famous within the movement and around the UK and all case in America. I know that Lars Ulrich cites them quite a bit and so does, um, um, and so does Hatfield. Um, but they got on the Tony Vance radio show, Friday Night Rock show, which I used to listen to religiously. Justin and I, religiously, I'm saying we would, not that we went anywhere, God, we wouldn't go on Friday nights, we were poor young Londoners going out on Friday night, but we'd stay home and listen to radio, the rock show on radio night, on BBC Radio 1 with Tony Vance, and he was really, he really got into them, he also loved his Marillion, which, you know, which is a good thing, uh, and they toured quite a bit in early, in 1980 with Def Leppard, um, obviously Def Leppard went on to be one of the biggest bands in the world, and sadly, which find um, disappeared into the ether. Now, it's you can still um, see which find um, because the bass player has his own version of the band now. I don't think any of the original members are there, of course, but um, he's very really keen on reissuing the album and the single. I think I got the single directly from him, the reissue. I think I got it from him. Um, you know, I did. Nice guy. Um, and the, I think he's looking at reissuing the albums, uh, particularly Give Him Hell, which is so hard to get hold of. I don't have my original copy anymore. Um, sad story about that, actually. Um, I left it at a party. And it was... Uh, and I don't know whether I was so drunk I didn't bring it home... <coughs> Or I got off with someone, therefore I didn't bring it home, or someone nicked it, or all three are the same, all all part one, two, and three could have been the outcome. Um, I do remember waking up um, next to someone dubious. Uh, sorry, I got to the bed. Not that's not sorry. Dubious is the wrong word. You know, it's like drink and music, and although I was young. We all went young once, weren't we? Hey, eh? anyway, that aside, I remember she had she was hairier than I was. Yeah, that says something. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did the walk of shame, guys. <laughs> I really did. Oh God. Anyway, we all do strange and naughty things under the influence of alcohol and heavy metal. <laughs> um, you don't need to know about that. Anyway, so back to the music. You can go on Spotify and you can get Witch Find. Um, so, let me just, let me have a look. Uh, let's see, I'm looking, oh, as we, look, this is wonderful podcast research as we speak, live research. Uh, I'm sure I was listening to this on, hang on. Yep, there you go. Yeah, we go. You can get um, a couple of their albums are on there actually. Well, let's have a look. You've got 
Um, Give Em Hell from 1980. You've got Stage Fright from 1981. Cloak and Dagger in 83. That's the one that a lot of people will know because that's the one they reissue a lot. A Lord of Sin in 84 and The Witching Hour in 2001. And they did actually release one in 2008 called Play It to Death. Um, But personally, uh, you're better off going with the first two albums, really. Um, I don't know Stage Fright that well. I love the cover. Um, it's got Moon Magic on it, which is actually a really good track. Um, but, as I said, you can get it on, on Spotify. If you can find an original print on Rondelette Records of Witchfind, and you don't want it, but really know that I really want a copy, um, do please do jump on my Facebook page, um, Heavy Metal Tones, link below, um, and let me know, or private message me. Um, if you've got a copy and you want to send it to me, private message me, and I'm happy to give you my address. I'm also happy to buy it from you. It's one of those ones like, um, I keep asking if anyone's got copies of um, Headless Cross and Tear by Sabbath, original prints. Um, the copies available now are either in poor condition um, or they want really, really silly money for them. But that's my walkthrough singles. That's my nod back to happiness, to a moment where you'd walk home with a single in your hand from Our Price or, in my case, Smith's Records or from Loppy Lugs in Edgware, where I grew up. Or um, there was a record store on Hendon Broadway owned by two old, an old man and an old woman. I can, I, could, I can still smell the record store. I know that store so well because the first record I bought in that store, and please don't laugh at me, guys, was the Smurfs with Rabbi, and I can't remember the name. Out there, someone's going to remind me. Anyway, it was a Rabbi, and it was the Smurfs, and I was like six. I didn't buy my own money because I didn't, as I told you before, my first record was the Who, but but my brother Andrew bought it for me because he was buying. What was he buying? Ah, yes, he was buying Genesis's uh, Selling England by the Pound. Um, life-changing album. Life-changing album for me when I finally put that on. I've um, talked that before. Uh, but anyway, and in fact, I'm going to see Stephen Hackett in June in a few weeks' time at the Enmore Theatre in Sydney, and he's doing the entire... Uh, he was a guitarist for Genesis from the second, our third album through to... Um, he left uh, at Trick, uh, Trick of, just before Trick of a Tale Wind and Wuthering he was on um, anyway uh, I'm Trick, and T- Trick of the Tale sorry um, wonderful wonderful um, guitarist you know invented tapping so when people say oh oh, that was invented by Eddie, uh, Eddie Van Halen yes he absolutely took it to Stella and semi-orgasmic um, 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 speeds but that whole idea of um, tapping the fretboard with your finger and, and pulling and pull, tapping on and off and uh, using your semitones and your and your, that, that that's all that was all Stephen Hackett I'm sorry to say if it, all those people out there will be shaking their fists and grinding their teeth and going no Eddie I love Eddie Van Halen he's one of the greatest guitarists who ever live um, said God rest his soul but no no, definitely, 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 um, Stephen Hackett. Anyway, I sidetracked again, didn't I? Um, so, memories of buying singles. I really hope that you guys out there of my generation can 
have those memories. I'd love to hear from you your memories of buying singles and 12 inches if you could afford them. Um, you know, uh, and all the wonderful permutations that came with singles colored vinyl, shaped vinyl, 12 inches, um, slow speed, double A sides. Uh, one-sided I've got lots of one-sided ones that were signed on the b-side with no tracks on it um, you know uh, digi packs that came with the CD and the vinyl and the cassette um, the value for money that they the bands tried to give you mainly after the punk movement because prior to the punk movement a single would either come in a picture sleeve or non-picture sleeve you could buy a picture sleeve and pay a few pennies more or you could get a paper sleeve with nothing pay less um, and people traded them. <coughs> um, they treated them very poorly. They played them on really crappy record decks. <coughs> Sorry. Oops. They didn't love them and revere them like we do. Sorry, that bang. I hit them with my teacup. Um, and, you know, whereas now we buy them, well, I buy them and I hold them in reverence. Uh, because, as I said, it's like... It's like owning, because it's a printed in material, and to make that print, the music itself has to move the needle into the negative to make the positive to print it. That needle is moved by the voice of the singer or the guitarist or the drummer or the bass player. And so, technically, I'm one touch away from the voice of the singers and the bass players and the drummers. Whereas the sort of your digital stuff, and even the cassettes to some extent, you know, it's, 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 it's zeros and ones it's digital it's it's cold and it it doesn't have the romance that vinyl has particularly singles and so it's like i can't read books on kindle and things i have to use i have to have the physical book in front of me um it is my age but it's partly my dyslexia um but <laughs> it's mainly down to the fact that i need to actually hold the book um by week, by week, which I mean, I've got some really good books lined up, actually. Um, if you want to know what I'm reading at the moment, I'm reading the Nawabam, History of Nawabam, surprise, surprise. Then I've got um, Steve Jones' Lonely Boy, uh, Hugh Cornwell's An Audient, um, A Multitude of Sins, and then I've got the um, biography of um, Wilson, the uh, founder of... Um, the guy, the record, the the producer who, who discovered Oasis and Joy Division and gave the Pistols the first break in the, in the North. Um, and had his own TV show and he was outspoken and 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 so on. But um, that's that's my next one. That's a big one. That will be a, a holiday read when I get a chance to have a holiday read. But as you can see, I tend to read just musical books. Uh, it, um, it is the way it is. Anyway. That's me over and chatting and and, and, and um, warbling on. Go and grab your singles if you've got them. Uh, put them on the record deck, play them. Next time you're in a second record brand record store and see record singles for pennies or dollars, um, grab them. You know, don't have to be in extra condition. Just grab them. Um, they're really a good addition to your record collection. Um, so you can just bung, you know, have a night where you, I often pull out my box of singles, my, I've got several big boxes, and just play them, go through them, because some surprising stuff on the B-sides that you don't get on the albums, um, you know. So anyway, that's me rabbiting on. Um, I hope you have a, a safe 
few days. I'm talking to you next week and uh, uh, keep warm because it's freezing here at the moment. I'm going to go and now put on Give Them Hell uh, and I'm going to play it loud and I'm going to really enjoy it. Uh, bye bye for now, guys. Oh, before I go, please do, please do like, give me some reviews. I don't, I haven't got any yet. I've had 50 episodes almost. No one's really gave me a review. I'd love a, a written review or a star review. It takes seconds. It does help me reach more people. Um, I need to reach more people because I want to, you know, expand our family of listeners. Um, and, uh, you know, also do go to my Facebook page, Heavy Metal Tones. Um, I've got, you can message me there, jump and talk to me in the, the posts I put up. Um, and also, if you want to donate to the show, I'll put the link in. I've got the Buy Me A Coffee, which helps me donate and pay for my um, you know, launch fees because it does cost me yearly and monthly to, to put this up. Um, to have you guys listening, I've got to buy a new microphone soon as well. That will help. Uh, and records, of course, I've got to keep buying records. I mean... It helps. And if anyone wants to send to me any records to donate to the show that I can review for you, you want me to review in depth, I'm happy to do as well. Just private message me and I'll give you my address. And anyway, talk to you soon, guys. Keep rocking. Love you all. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.